Yes. Um, and I want to give um, her a lot of hope and her daughter's a lot of hope. Good. Don't take any more vaccines. It was a huge mistake. Everybody's allowed to make mistakes. Just don't keep repeating them. Don't get any more boosters. The, the, the larger the amount of time that they can delay pregnancy, the better. And then I would go full tilt with all the strategies that we've just talked about. We need to boost her immune system. Part of the problem with the spike protein and, and with the vaccine, as uh, Pierre and Paul know very well, is that that spike protein has a lot of uh, homologous sequences with innate DNA. So we know that's why we have patients that have such profound autoimmune disease after this. Why? Because the spike protein carries, um, like, like for example, I, I've seen massive number, and I bet you guys, Paul, and Pierre have seen this uh, an onset of just a spate of um, this POTS syndrome. Yep. That's autoimmune small fiber neuropathy. That's exactly what it is. It's an autoimmune syndrome. I, I have so many pregnant women with that. It's just, just really concerning. I've had a lot of patients, uh, and I, I shared this. Uh, I have, you know, I think that I can share this, um, but I have... Three Maggie's, my wife comes from a family of four. They're, she's the only one that didn't get vaccinated. All three of her other sisters obviously share their full sisters. They share uh, genetic, you know, DNA, obviously. They're all three sisters are, are, are pretty severely vaccinated. Yep. I have so many patients that are losing from POTS, falling down and having horrible head and face trauma, just yes. disastrous. Um, I mean, I'm talking about potentially lethal head trauma. So, so to basically to answer the question, you know, obviously people shouldn't panic. I think that as Jim said, that they should delay pregnancy for at least six months after the vaccination, if not more. And then obviously they need to, you know, take care of their health. They need to optimize the health more so than before. So if they, you know, there's no good test for circulating spike protein. You know, you can look for RNA within uh, the white cells, but that's a very difficult, expensive test to do. So I think that, you know, just general measures to promote health in the immune system are, are, are what we would recommend. Let, let me go a little further on that because... Um, I, I don't want, you know, because just the genesis of that question, it's someone who got vaccinated who's very worried, right? And, and I, I don't want to falsely reassure them, but I, I will say this, is that there's a huge variability in, in what these vaccines do. Like just Jim brought up, there seems to be a genetic predisposition. We're seeing it cluster in families. There's definitely a lot variability. So certain lots, for whatever reasons, are highly toxic. And then there may be some people who are just generally more sensitive. I would say to that person asking the question, if they have no symptoms, tolerated the shot well, walked off and, and never looked back, just being vaccinated without any symptoms, any disruptions to any of their physiology, I don't think that they have a lot to worry about. I think Paul's recommendations are good, you know, Stay healthy, focus on your health in an abundance of caution because of all the data and physiology that Jim talked about. It's reasonable to defer for some time, but I don't want to overly, 
you know, uh, make people anxious. I think there are many, many people who've tolerated the vaccines very well. I don't know why that is. I think there's a completely unacceptable large minority who've been decimated by these vaccines. But I, I don't think that we should tell everyone your vaccinated status makes you unhealthy and at risk for stuff. We, at the same time, we don't really know the risk, but I'm just giving you my, my intuition as a physician, you know, absent any symptoms, some people have just tolerated the vaccines very, very well. Yeah. They've had nothing. And so I, I don't I don't get a sense that their health has been disrupted. And I don't know why that is. But for whatever it is, count yourself lucky. But if you're pregnant. No. Oh, no. I mean, there's no. <laughs> shot. This is someone who is like worried because they're vaccinated. Yeah, I, pregnant. Yeah. If they're really asymptomatic and doing well, healthy, I, I, I would follow Paul's advice and Jim's advice. But but I don't want them to be overly concerned. It sounds like I think they should count themselves lucky as having tolerated the vaccine. And if they haven't suffered any untoward effects, I think they should consider themselves a lucky one. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I want to give hope. And I would say to her daughters, too, that, hey, if, if they've menstruated completely normally, yeah. normally since they had the vaccine, that's a huge yes. good thing. Because that's a good point, Jim. We know how delicate that hypothalamic pituitary adrenal thyroid ovarian access is to any perturbation. Um, so if they're continuing to menstruate and ovulate normally, I, I'd be really reassuring. And Jim, on that point, you know, I remember, I think it was Christian Northrup who said like, um, a normal menstrual cycle is such a good barometer for health of a woman. When it's abnormal, it's almost a marker that there's something off. So to your point, someone who's vaccinated who has had no disruption, no irregularities, no abnormalities with their normal menstruation, probably means that they were unaffected in, in at least in important ways, right? I, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I can't explain the idiosyncratic nature of these uh, reactions too. It's kind of a head scratcher. And I've, I've often wondered, and I've reviewed a lot of these tranches from, um, that have been dropped. And, and I, I have a really strong suspicion, Pierre and Paul, that um, there has been placebo in some of the injections. I can't prove that. Yeah, so I think what you say is that we don't know what's in the vaccines. Many of them may not have RNA or may have low quantities of uh, messenger RNA. So I think that may explain the enormous variability between the lots in that some of them may be placebo, some of them may be low concentration of messenger RNA, others may, may have significantly higher concentration. So I think, you know, what's in the vaccine may make a big difference. And then obviously, as you say, genetic factors, because we know that there seem to be very strong genetic factors increasing your predisposition to complications. 